0: You can't just file restraining orders randomly. like. Which is such bullshit. Such I would file
1: bullshit. restraining order against so many people. It would be so much fun.
0: Dude, I would file a restraining order against Marshall Mathers so that he knows I exist and he has to acknowledge my existence. See, that would be, <laughs> that see funny? that's really like, good. Stop being obsessed with me.
1: Marshall. That's,
0: uh, Marshall, stop. He's, the
1: judge says stop. Literally
0: stop calling me so much. Do exactly. you need my number? I haven't. Do you need the number? Stop calling me at
1: 323. <laughs> I hate it.
0: Hello, welcome back to sure They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo.
1: Hello, my name is Steven Green.
0: That's wow. Okay. So formal. Um, so we have some more questions from you. And I don't, yeah, you know, I don't know why, because you know, we are not experts on this. Just a disclaimer once again. But you asked, so take our answers very, very seriously. And literally. And and professionally and expertly.
1: And share them with your friends.
0: We are. Masters of everything. You masters of all trades. That's correct. Jacks of nothing.
1: I mean I, I'm I'm not that.
0: What? You're not a jack?
1: I'm not a jack. I'm a Steve.
0: That's what I just said. So we're jacks of nothing. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. So are you ready for our first question? Hell yeah. Or do you want to keep being on your phone?
1: I'm not I'm not really doing much on my phone.
0: What are you doing on your phone?
1: I'm swapping um a current cryptocurrency for cryptocurrency. Oh, it's done though. All
0: right, okay, cool. Yep. Okay, so. Pretty
1: incredible you can do that with your phone, by the way, but hey, nobody cares about that, I guess.
0: Yeah, pretty incredible you can do it in the middle of a podcast while we're recording. A that podcast. is actually incredible considering so how incredible. cumbersome blockchain used to be. Pretty incredible that you can be present in the activity that you're doing.
1: Pretty incredible yeah, no, that when not. you get an alert from uh, a tip from a friend to swap something for something, that you can just do it on the fly. Pretty incredible, incredible
0: that my like husband's an it. idiot. It's
1: pretty. It's. I don't think I'm an idiot. Amen. I don't think I am.
0: I'm a professional at this. My opinions are act 100 truth facts fact check it all right here's the first question please help should i reconsider being a ride or die compliments are here all right i like this title hi nikki and steve it's been a lot i've been a long time fan of the both of you since i was a teenager oh my god oh wow how old are you now she's like she's i'm, I'm seventy 40 now yeah <laughs> uh nikki i've always looked up to you like an older sister i never had but always wanted Ah. I always wanted a younger sister. I'm sure Steve and I can both agree that watching you find your next hobby is both the most, most endearing and the most enjoyable thing to witness. It's my favorite thing. Do you want to know what my next hobby is? Well, I don't know if it's this is it yet. I haven't decided, but it might be learning piano. Anyway. Exactly. Because we... I don't know if we can announce it yet, but... We're looking at a house that has a formal sitting room when you walk in. And I don't need two sitting rooms. So why not put a piano there? But I don't know how to play piano. So I'm going to learn.
1: No, 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 no. You don't get to just do that. What? You have to tell them what you told me. You have to tell them the grand vision that you (laughs) had that made you even want to take piano lessons in the first place. You idiot.
0: Okay. So no. Yes. This is
1: why they find you endearing. What I
0: like about that idea. Okay. First of all, I think a baby grand piano would look sick in that room. And so then I was looking at prices for it and I was like, ah, shit, they're like a hundred grand or whatever. Because then you can get a used one for like eight grand. So I was like, all right, I'll start with a keyboard and then (laughs) we'll work our way up. But the whole point is I'm going to take lessons. I'm going to learn piano on the down low. No one's even going to know. Like I'm just going to do it on the down low. Full on lessons, practicing every freaking day, scales up the asshole. And then when I'm at someone's house, or no, when they come over to our, come house, over our house, they come over to our house and the piano is the first thing people see and they'll be like, oh, you play? And I'll be like, a little. And then they'll and be we'll like, do oh, concertos. Do you have? Yeah. And I'll do, I'll be like, hey, Jude, don't let me down. I always felt like I maybe knew a piano in my past life because I come up, I like feel like I can express my emotions through playing the piano, but I just don't know this actual technical skill of it.
1: Wonderful. Thank you so, for that. So there you go, guys. She just literally anyway, had a, she a, was had that a endearing?
0: vision. Was it, she's like, I take it back. It's not endearing exactly. anymore. All right. Anyway, um, Steve, I truly respect your insight and how compassionate and thoughtful you are. It's meant a lot to have been able to cheer you both on throughout the years. You're the best. Thank you oh, so no. much. She
1: actually listens to me. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a disaster. At
0: least someone does. <laughs> Am I True. right? Am I right? Wives? <laughs> 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 now, on to why I finally wrote a submission to the show. My 22F boyfriend, oh, my she's a 22F boyfriend 23M has been out of a job since May 2021 after he quit his last job was there under two weeks due to harsh working conditions. His previous job before that was a long-term serving job that stopped due to COVID. Since then, he has been relying on employment insurance in our country that gives him about $1,000 per month. I found out tonight that it stopped two weeks ago. I asked him why he hadn't told me, and he said it wasn't a big deal and that he didn't have to tell me. Although I understand he was speaking defensively, that rubbed me the wrong way because that was his only source of income, and I'm supposed to be his partner. He's had the opportunity to look for new work for six months now, but never really gave it any effort stating that he doesn't want to work minimum wage at our local mall. But in my opinion, I believe he just liked getting paid to stay home and play video games all day. Absolutely.
1: Of course he did.
0: Since the beginning of our almost two-year relationship, I've had to encourage him to go after everything. I held him accountable to get his driver's license. I encouraged him to apply to college and even paid for his application, still on the wait list. I helped him get into his last job, and I really have been there for him since the beginning. I think not being able to graduate from high school made his belief in himself shatter, because from what I know, that's when it started. But I don't believe that holds any merit to how smart and amazing of a person he is. He's one of my best friends, and he's supported me through a a lot. He does stuff like insisting on waking up at 5 a.m. just to drive me to work or making sure we work through our issues by communicating. He's always been patient and kind, and I love him so much. He's my first everything, my first love, and I want to be there for him like he is with me. The only real issue I have in our relationship is this. But still, there's moments like this where I question the longevity of this relationship. Can we really grow together if I'm the main one pushing us forward? Do I just give up on him? He's told me that the best thing I can do to support him is, just, is to just be there, not necessarily to quote unquote fix or quote unquote push so how do i balance wanting to encourage him with knowing he's not my responsibility understanding that he is his own responsibility should i stay a ride or die and just be a little more patient or am i only looking for the potential and not really what's in front of me i really appreciate both of your insight thank you so much lover girl oh she gave you didn't give herself her own
1: her own pseudonym pseudonym. and
0: that's that's her name what if that was her birth name lover girl
1: that would be (laughs) really tragic
0: um why what if now you made all the lover girls cry out there
1: i guess so it's um, more about their parents, so the shame on their parents.
0: This is a great question because I feel like a lot of people can relate to this situation. Especially oh, right now. Yeah. Um, I also, I want to avoid giving general statements.
1: Oh, God, that'll be hard.
0: <sighs> I know, but I I just have to say in my experience, males take a little longer to catch up to like mature that's just in my experience that's personal experience that's anecdotal and also i'm an expert at everything i say is 100 fact very true but um yeah i i feel How like so? what do you mean um i feel like they need a little more pushing i don't know in the in just in my experiences mm. of course there's always i know a lot of males that are go-getters and um like they they have goals and they too but i feel like i don't know maybe just the guys that i've dated i've had to push a little bit more mm. or you have guys, and this is like not just gender based, obviously, uh, but you have both men and women who, because um, I also know women in this category, that uh, they mean well, they want to do these things, and they just kind of put them off and put them off and put them off and they're procrastinating, and then you called them out on it, and then and then they got defensive.
1: Yeah. Because- That's what it sounds like. Yeah. <clears throat> it also sounds like he's going through something that- um,
0: It's a pride thing.
1: Yeah, it's a pride thing. And yeah, he's going through something where maybe he feels down about shit already. And so you bringing it up makes him feel defensive. So he's like, just be there for me. So you can kind of hear that and what he's saying. Yeah. Um, But you're not wrong to feel this way. Um, You know, I just don't think that him saying it's my business was really him saying it's my business. <laughs> I think he was just trying to get you, all, yeah, get you to leave Malone about when it. When she
0: said that, it really reminded me of that time where you bought a Bitcoin and I was like, "Why didn't you let me know?" And you're like, "You're not my wife. It's not. You're not. You're not part of my financial decisions." And I was like, "Geez, I just wanted to be invited to the fucking party, but <laughs> now I'm against Bitcoin." <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And then I had to like be against it in spite of you.
1: You had to eat crow too later.
0: No, I was like I never. It wasn't because I didn't believe in it. No, I, I just wanted you to lose because you didn't include me. I understand. And and then I I let it go.
1: I know. Clearly. You clearly did. <laughs> um but yeah, no. I I don't think that this is cause to to drop the dude unless no. unless there's something more that I'm not hearing here.
0: He's young too. That's why I was saying in general because I just think when I think young dude, I just think sometimes need to catch up. You know, like even we've gone through periods of time where like you were in between things and you were figuring out your shit and you would be playing video games and I would get a little frustrated because I felt like I was working all over the place, but you were playing video games to like kind of get your mind cleared, Mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of times, and I do the same thing, um, but I just didn't put it into perspective at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, That like when you're, really like stressing out about something like it may not be that he's just in like leisurely playing video games all day
1: (laughs) but it was also Um, good that you were asking me yeah it was good because nobody needs to sit there and play games all day uh i definitely you know there was a a couple months where i i probably could have pulled that off but having you um making it not so comfortable to do that yeah, it was actually very beneficial to me uh, <laughs> to get me through that. what what really happened is my grandfather passed away, and uh, yeah, I just sort of didn't know how to deal with it, and so yeah. for a couple of weeks, I I that's just the uh, only thing well that no, got my mind off of it.
0: Yeah, but th- I guess I didn't understand that timing because this was like a year and a half later.
1: Uh, I'm talking about like literally the week after. Oh
0: no, no I'm not talking about that. Oh, that was you were emotional on. It was like during, it was like, it was like a year and a half later. Oh, okay. But it was in between things. Like you were in between projects. Right. But you hadn't gotten your next project yet.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember that.
0: And you were kind of like still waiting to get paid on the other projects. Yes. So.
1: That was a frustrating time. I felt
0: like we were just polar opposites in how busy we were. And, you know, as the partner that's the busy one, sometimes you can get a little resentful. And so the communication is so good. Like if you like bringing that up right away is the best thing you could have done because otherwise that resentment builds and it doesn't need to, it it really doesn't need to build like that. And he's getting defensive, but I feel like if his intentions really are to provide or to, or to like level up, um, he's going to do it and you're, and you're going to see and maybe give yourself a waiting period because if he doesn't change, if he doesn't do anything to, to go for it in the next, you know, six to eight months, yeah, exactly. then maybe it is just a part of his personality.
1: I would say, though, if if um, if somebody can just sit there and play video games all day and they don't have a goal or they don't have something they're working towards in some sense, yeah, that's they're probably depressed or something's going on. Yeah. Because I don't know how else to categorize that. And I would say that maybe they need to get some help or go to therapy because that... It just doesn't seem like... I don't know what you accomplish from that other than just living every day in stasis. Yeah. Unless you're like literally um, on Twitch or something and you're somehow getting income from it.
0: Right. You're working towards something, which it doesn't sound like this is the case because I feel like she would have mentioned that. Um, I just want to get a couple more details. Uh, Okay. So, yeah. So, he's really supportive. He wakes up at 5 a.m. to drive her to work and stuff. So, I feel like... He does have that in him to want to be a dependable person. Yes. Um yeah, so I I would definitely like talk about therapy, maybe bring it up.
1: I would. And yeah. you should communicate with the guy more. Like I know it seems like you're bugging him, but you should communicate more because if you're telling us that you're this like concerned, you should be telling him that you're this concerned. Yeah. You dig?
0: Yeah. I mean, and you're both right. Like he isn't, he shouldn't be your responsibility, but as a supportive partner, a way to encourage without, you know, being a nag is just like to encourage him to work through his own issues on him by himself. Yeah. like that, Or
1: to maybe seek therapy. Yeah.
0: Like that. I mean, work on himself through with therapy. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Okay. Next question. No catchy title, but I would like some advice if you pick me. All right. Well, let's see what we what advice we have to offer. Hi, Nikki and Steve. First, I would like to say I've been a huge fan of the podcast and vlogs for years since you came on JK. Your Nikki's vibe is very similar to mine. And I find myself relating to you on so many things. Oh, my God. Thank you. I mean, awesome. Uh, Thank you. Is that a compliment? Yes. 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 I accept. Um, I have the greatest respect for you both and the way you cherish each other and the dedication to making your relationship work as well as how you are authentically yourselves with your fans and never fake anything. It's so refreshing. Thank you. Sometimes to our own detriment. Um, also, I adore the jewelry line. I miss the fuck perfect launch, but I ordered from every limited edition launch so far. I fucking love the pieces. Way to go, Nikki. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. I This has been like my favorite thing to do right now. I mean, besides shit they don't tell you, obviously. Obviously. But yes, we have new pieces coming god i'm so excited anyway uh kittensandcoffee.com if you haven't heard jewelry line okay now my dilemma i'm sorry this might be a long one so i work with this guy who completely ignores my existence oh no he and his friend always uh often walk down the same aisle as me and the aisle is so small i find myself pressed against shelves so they have space to walk oh i'm the type to make myself small to make others comfortable I am also very shy and have terrible social anxiety. Taking, uh, talking to people gives me panic attacks and ca- can cause me to cry. So I never try to speak to them. He and I often almost collide into each other, uh, <laughs> rounding corners or leaving room. Sorry, this sounds like a rom-com. So that's why I keep laughing because yes. in my head, like you're pressed up against the shelf and he yes. like brushes by you and then you keep, oops, like spilled your coffee. A clumsy, you ran into him.
1: Very similar. And like
0: they go, oh, are you okay? And you then both dropped
1: your briefcases and you're picking up each other's papers. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, you've run into each other rounding corners or leaving rooms and I notice I always say excuse me. He never does and never even looks down at me. (laughs) Okay. Which is normal if you almost bump into someone, right? You look and at least acknowledge them by sight. Uh, I've also started noticing he walks away when I enter the same aisles as him. (laughs) Oh, no, I don't follow him, but he sometimes is scheduled to work in my department. So it happens we would both end up on the same aisle, but he leaves when he notices me around and comes back when I'm gone. Once when we were walking down the main aisle, he nearly ran into something trying to put a distance between us. Mind you, there was tons of space and two people already between us. I will note that when I started working there, he didn't run away at the sight of me. We had even made eye contact often. I thought maybe he was into me considered how, considering how much he would stare when I walked by. It made me uncomfortable. I don't like being stared at, but I overheard him hitting on, on this girl that we work with, so that is not the case. Also, it doesn't seem like he is, is some social butterfly. He hangs around the same few people, but he at least acknowledges when other people are around and steps aside for them if need be. When we almost run into each other, he doesn't even move... I, aside, I have to slip around him to get away. These situations happen often as it's um, a smallish building, and I tend to be all over the place trying to help others and clean. Try to tell myself it doesn't matter. He isn't required to speak to me or be near me. He has every right not to acknowledge someone who makes him uncomfortable. Although I genuinely don't know what I did. He, I was interested in him before. He's physically exactly my type, but I never stared at him, nor did I ever follow him or show any type of interest in him. Mostly because I didn't know. I didn't know him. He could have a girlfriend, wife, or he could be gay. You never know. I, I know it's selfish to look at it and say, acknowledge me, random guy I don't know, and I'm not excusing myself, but being ignored can devastate me as it stems from some unaddressed childhood-slash-adulthood trauma. There have been many, many instances in my life where my existence was forgotten or ignored by the people around me, and my voice and opinions were silenced because someone else thought what they had to say to, or do was far more important than me and my feelings. I've always shrunk around people to give them space and put their feel, their feelings and comfort ahead of my own, even sacrificing important things like time with friends, money, and jobs. I love I to think we be, got it. be a better. F- okay.
1: Uh, look, I think your biggest problem is that for some reason you're seeking approval from people who you don't know, and we all do it. We all fall into this trap sometimes. But I, but I think that you know, if I don't know somebody, the idea that I need their approval this bad is a huge mistake to make in your life. Um, like I could. You know, you could, you could take some stranger that you don't know and they don't like you and you could spend your entire like week trying to convince them why you're worthy of their attention, but you don't know them to, to care about their attention or their, um, any of that stuff, the respect, any of that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, it definitely does stem from a childhood thing. I get why you relate to me because I would feel the same way and I do feel that way a lot of times, um, and and being on the internet doesn't help because like most of the times you can brush off comments but then sometimes or you get a comment or two that you're like it just catches you at the wrong time and then you just can't stop thinking about it and you start to like go introspectively and psychoanalyze your whole existence um yes but uh yeah therapy definitely helps with that
1: well, one of the best things i heard recently is you know unfortunately having to do with the death of norm mcdonald like this came out from that but his friends coming out and saying um You know, he was always, you could tell that he loved it when people got him. And I really related to that because I, you know, I I put, I put a, um, I'm very real about who I am on the internet, but there's definitely like, you know, my, the, the troll part of my brain, that's very much part of me. That's very much who I am. But part of it is almost like, uh, I don't care if you like me or not. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I know what I'm doing. Like, Mm -hmm. I know what I mean by this. And so, like, all I'm trying to do in this situation is create laughter from people. And if you don't get it, that's that's fine. You go go forward in your life. It's, it's all good. But the people who do get me, who do get it, I hope that they enjoy it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that comes from um, really learning to love yourself. So, you know, doing things on your own time that make you feel like you have purpose in the world, that make you, like... I have things that you look forward to and you have joy about so that this guy isn't even, he's not even uh, in your peripheral. Like he doesn't, he doesn't even matter because right now he matters so much because it's just like another thing that's triggering you. But if you have so much going on and you like know why you're there and you're busy, like you're fucking busy. Okay. Like this, whatever dude, ignore me or don't, I don't care. Like you, you have stuff to do, people to see. And um, I think, one thing that might really help you and this is just like a mental trick is walking like you always have somewhere to be. Like I I feel like I walk like I always have somewhere to be and it's really helpful because I don't I don't have time to think about what other people are thinking about me because I'm thinking about where I need to go and what I need to be doing. And I think if you just always kind of I think if you think that way like you know and then if someone needs you then they can they can ask for your attention but then you're not constantly thinking about everybody. I was pigeon-toed growing up and it, it was, it's still really hard for me to walk past a group of people or like a group of guys, especially, well, especially guys, but a group of people because I think that they're all looking at how I'm walking and making fun of me secretly right. because that would happen all the time. And so, especially if they get quiet when I walk by and it really it bothered me, you know, for the, a long time and sometimes... Maybe it would still bother me if I ever left my house, but I haven't experienced it in a while. Very true. Um, But yeah, uh, but the way to get out of that is just like, whatever, talk about me then. Like you're spending your time talking about me then, or thinking about me. If this guy is really going out of his way because he's so uncomfortable and he's spending his energy thinking about you and it doesn't even need to be the other way around. Exactly right. Yeah. So I would just find something for you to focus your energy on. That doesn't involve him. That's just a you thing. I mean,
1: think about what you just did. You just wrote a huge email about this guy. Who yeah. like doesn't even know you. He doesn't know one thing about you. Mm-hmm. I just think that that's not where you should be focusing. That's all.
0: Yeah. There's a deeper issue there, but... And the way to resolve it is to...
1: And that goes for a lot of you out there yeah. who obsess about people who don't even know you. I really do think that it's important to...
0: Yeah, to realize not everyone's going to like you. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's a hard lesson. But, it is. Because Especially for people pleasers.
1: You'll change yourself... To make yourself more liked, and then that like will be fleeting anyway, because you'll you'll get your self worth from other people liking you, yeah, instead of from yourself, yeah. So yeah, horrible idea that I believe.
0: Do things for yourself, not Who- for the validation or the fear of being disliked.
1: Yeah, we're rooting for you out there.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: look, you're big to us, lover woman, lover woman, lover girl.
0: No, lover girl is the other one.
1: Lover woman, yeah, lover woman,
0: human next question okay this one says thank you plus new short question hi guys it's alligator pants oh hey alligator pants hello there just wanted to say thanks so much for answering my last email i was so pleasantly surprised you're welcome yeah thanks for writing I'm, I'm the 23 year old girl with mental illness who was freaking out about dating and I was rambling a bit about my trauma so sorry for that you don't notice until it's read out loud haha ha. No I <laughs> get that No bigs. I was spiraling and I have a lot going on but you cheer me up so much I've been speaking to the guy I liked and apologized for ghosting and I just said I was anxious and wasn't used to dating and he was very understanding he doesn't know about the past sex work yet but I hope he might understand that too and thank you for being so supportive about that you're right it will be irrelevant when I'm 80 and I wish I had pals like you guys Uh new short question to be honest I'm thinking of just packing up and moving to another city or state or even another country because there's really nothing for me here and i'd love to make new friends and get away from family for a while most of the people i'm around just don't understand me they have linear career paths and traditional life paths and views whereas i'm a creative and i'm accepting of all kinds of people and i feel restricted and want to explore i think there's more out there for me do you have any advice on this have you ever moved somewhere alone how do you know if you're ready to move and finally take the plunge especially with anxiety slash adhd slash depression etc all right
1: look for science
0: alligator pants look
1: for signs alligator pants i tell you what for some reason this has worked pretty well for me and nikki but we usually talk about our intent to do something so like you know when we we're gonna buy our house that we're in right now mm-hmm. we um we were looking at a lot of places and nikki was like fomoing like if i don't get a house we'll die in our apartment i i was
0: gonna die in our we'll apartment we'll
1: die of old age in our apartment and i'm like it's not gonna happen we're we talking about but she you know she she very much was like we got to do this now and everywhere we went, it just wasn't right. Like not it wasn't exactly what we wanted. And I didn't want to buy something and potentially spend like a decade there not getting what we wanted. Mm-hmm. But once we walked into the place that we're in right now, we both had a Eureka moment. We looked at each other and we're like, holy shit, this is it. Yeah. And it was like balls to the wall from there. But so it takes that it takes that kind of like, Oh, I know I want this.
0: Yeah. I um I'm hesitant because Sometimes you can trick yourself into thinking that you have a gut feeling because you just want it, want to go with your whim and want to justify it. Um, so I would really question yourself of, am I? what am I doing this for? Like, am I doing this for me or am I doing this to run away or am I doing this to seek approval somewhere? Because if you're doing it for any reason other than the adventure of life in you, that is like sparked joy by creating something new. If you're doing it because maybe you're trying to get away from family, this is why it worries me because you mentioned like getting away from family. You are not... I don't think you'll find the level of happiness you're seeking because you are... Wherever you go, your problems tend to follow you. Um, So think about that. And then if you... And it takes a lot of honesty. You have to be really honest with yourself. Yes. Um, And if you still are like... And if you're like, I don't know, um, maybe just take a vacation. Like, try Like maybe take two weeks somewhere first. Because you're talking about a drastic change. You're talking about moving somewhere alone in a different state, in a different country. That's a lot of, like, you have to go get a new driver's license. Like, you have to register in that state or that country. If you're going to a country, you have to think about work visas. That's a lot of planning, you know? And if so if you're just doing something on a whim, I just would... I would like you to, even as a uh, as a fellow creative person, put a lot of consideration into where you're moving to and why, like some research. Because, for example, we are moving to Vegas, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are like, "This seems random. Like, why would you? I mean, you both lived in California so long. I lived, I've lived here my whole life. Um, are you? Why are you guys doing this? You know? And I, we've, I've actually done a lot of research like a lot of back and forth a lot of pros and cons lists a lot of been
1: to vegas a bunch
0: (laughs) yeah we went there a lot we went to the area that we plan on moving to and spent time in the neighborhoods and like really envisioned what it would be like to live there like because sometimes a, a place is fun to go to but not fun to live there and for the longest time i felt very much like vegas was one of those places that's just fun to go to not to live there but then our friends moved there a few years ago. Two of our best friends, shout out to Chad and V, and they love it. And they are like they're like we're never moving anywhere else. Like we love it. And here. every
1: time we see them, they still love it. And they yeah, for years and it's been now. years
0: because I was like, give it a year. Yeah, you know? we thought they'd come back. And, yeah, yeah. Let's have them test it out. And they they love it. They still love it. And their house is gorgeous. So makes sense but um and
1: bart's out there he fucking loves it yeah so it's not a
0: lot of people i know that have moved out there uh, recently from california to the Summerlin or henderson areas um they love it and it's not just i'm going because other people love it but there's a lot of the financial aspects the um just the spark of life aspects the opportunity i feel like that is out there versus what i already know is here um, I just think that it's a it's a good adventure for us, and there's a lot of like logic and intuition reasons for going. So I just want to make sure that you have carefully considered.
1: And we both kind of locked it on at the same time, kind of same yeah. shit. Yeah. Like we both were really kind of flirting with it for a while, but then we we're on
0: the fence for so long. But
1: then it just just happened to us. Like, like we just woke up like I don't know a month ago or something. And yeah. We're like, yeah, we're ready. It's because we
0: were driving downtown and. It, the traffic was so crazy and we looked around and we were just like, the, yeah, this ain't it for us this anymore. It's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It used to fill us with joy yeah. driving through the city. Yeah. So yeah, that's how we know. It's just time. But figure it out. Um, like just really you know, meditate on it, maybe. Uh and but okay, wait, one one last thing before we go to break, because you mentioned well, how do I do that being single with ADHD and uh, I'll be alone. Uh, I actually think that starting fresh helps my helps me. Like it, I love starting new things because of that. Because it's like the slate is clear. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to live up to any expectations because I'm I'm starting brand new. There's like nobody knows me there. You know, I like that. I, I don't like know. that too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we're gonna go on a break, but when we come back, we're gonna answer more of your questions. So don't freaking go anywhere. Burbs. Buy whatever we tell you to buy.
1: Sell whatever we tell you sell. Your soul. But don't sell your soul.
0: I just told them to sell their soul. It's too late.
1: Please don't sell your soul. Sell your soul, guys. It's fine.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it,
1: Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> All
0: right. And we're back. And now we are moving on to the next question. This one says open for compliment induced serotonin rush and relationship questions. he. <laughs> hee. Okay. Hey, Nikki and Steve. I just wanted to tell you guys how much I love your podcast and how much it has inspired me to pursue my passions and also myself. I first found Nikki through Big Mood and immediately got hooked to that podcast. Then I heard about this show and can't express how beautiful, wonderful, and funny this podcast is. If I ever saw you guys in public, I think I'd pee myself from excitement. And that's how much I admire you guys. Oh my my God, that's so so sweet. No one's peed yet. No one has peed. And I I have not. I've been very disappointed. I'm like, am I not pee worthy? Because if I ever met Eminem, I would... All the bodily fluids are coming out. Yeah.
1: They're all coming Especially out. Especially the poop one.
0: Oh, she says, Side note, I recently saw a funny story and loved it. I can't stop recommending it to my friends. You both did an amazing job working on the film. Oh, thank
1: thank you. you so much.
0: You're amazing. What a funny great story person.
1: available on VOD.
0: Uh, here's my question. I'll try to keep this short because I know you like short emails. <laughs> you pay attention. Please keep, my anon- keep me anonymous and give me a fun nickname. Which would her
1: nickname? Fun Girl. Funny Girl. I said Fun Girl
0: sorry i'm so sorry
1: you just made it not i'm fun. so sorry it's
0: fine. fun girl thank you please don't hurt me <coughs> can you stop coughing sorry. i'm about to read more okay my ex was dealing with ptsd from a near-death experience and was facing a lot of mental health issues particularly survivor's guilt and suicide all fuck that's hard i was dealing with my own depression and anxiety and we were both in a very very dark place his insecurities quickly manifested into jealousy about the people i was hanging out with and we ended up fighting a lot about where i was and who i was with it got so bad that i basically had to push away all my friends for almost two years oh god because he didn't like me hanging out with other people if he wasn't around Ugh. disgusting because we were so young and also we are each other's first sexual partners we ended up having sex a lot At first it was great, but once I felt him isolating me from others and getting into heated arguments all the time, I didn't feel the same way towards him sexually. There were many times I was coerced into having sex, and as a result, I have some trauma with that. It's gotten to the point where I can't have sex with new partners unless I'm drunk. I don't want to be this way. I've actually come a long way since then. I mean, I still have trouble having sober sex, but I'm working on it. I've had a few sexual partners since then, but I've also unfortunately experienced some other uncomfortable sexual experiences with some of those partners. Oh man. I'm now 21 and have been actively dating for about a year now, but I can't seem to allow myself to be vulnerable with anyone. My attachment style is extremely avoidant now, by the way, LMAO, but I genuinely want to connect with someone romantically. I guess I'm just a little wounded emotionally, LOL. My ex was extremely codependent on me and minimized my feelings and my independence. My question is, how do I get over the fear of loss of independence when entering a new relationship? How do I allow myself to feel vulnerable with someone else? This may be too touchy and y'all don't have to answer this one, but if, have you ever experienced sexual trauma? How did you heal and what was the healing process like for you? I'm also, I also feel that it's necessary to mention that I'm seeking therapy for these issues now. I was just wondering what, you guys thought, what thoughts you guys had on that matter. I love you both. We love you too, fun. We call. love you,
1: yeah. Wow. Listen, wherever you're getting your therapy, I promise you they'll have a better answer than what we're about to give you. Um, but you know, I have never, I've never gone through any kind of sexual trauma, so I- it's hard for me to tell you what to do.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I I have had experiences with that, but not to a level that it completely shut me off. I would say it shut me off for like uh maybe like 6 months and then things started to heal and it I don't really feel like I had a process for it though I think I just it was just a general healing process like like all the general mental health healing stuff mm-hmm. not just sexual trauma based so I can't speak to your situation because it's personal and um everyone processes trauma differently um but I can say that I th- yeah, I'm I'm happy that you're in therapy. Um, I I hope that you can one day, you know, have sex without being drunk because I think sometimes alcohol also inhibits intimacy, true intimacy. Mm-hmm. You can feel sexual or like lust feelings, but like the true intimacy, I don't know. I feel like. I've only really ex- well. I've I'm, I don't know. I don't know about that one. I don't, I'm trying to make a statement, but <clears throat> that I'm trying to fact check myself midway, and I'm like, have I had intimate experiences while uh, drunk? Yeah, I have actually, because I was like, when we first were together, we mm-hmm. had a few margaritas beforehand, yeah, for sure, and I still felt like very much like we were making love. But yeah, oh, um, but I've also had a lot, you know, sober. So I hope that it doesn't take substances to feel that way forever for you, and um uh what was i going to say um the avoidancy thing oh yeah okay oh so you were with a very possessive partner you were he was not codependent on you you were codependent on him he was a narcissist yes and uh uh he was uh, controlling you like that's what that's a He's using
1: his situation to control you. It was
0: a very quintessential narcissistic um, thing is to isolate Mm -hmm. the people. And then you as a codependent are there to serve his needs. And
1: then he gets to use what happened to him, which is horrible, Mm -hmm. um, uh, to buttress the reasons why you can't do this to him.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's a a woe is mean narcissist. It makes you guilty
1: and then you're, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly um so i'm very sorry that happened to you you should have never been coerced into anything sexually but i understand uh, especially you're so young and that's only sometimes that's how we learn you know like you how would you know there's some shit they don't tell you they don't tell you about it before you actually go through that experience and you're like wait i don't think this is right and so i'm glad that you see that that was not right um because you have to consciously break that pattern if you're drawn to those type of people, it might happen again if you're not consciously breaking that pattern. So, which is why it may have maybe with those other partners, you might have attracted the same exact type because I don't know why, but it's like magnets to each other. Mm -hmm. Narcissists and codependents, just they attract each other Mm -hmm. and you have to break the cycle. Getting therapy really helps with that. Um, The independence thing you should feel, okay. When you're single Are you happy? Do you like being with yourself? Because when you can get to a point where you love being with yourself, doing all your independent hobbies, having your friends, you have your own full life alone, single. Like you have your friend group, you have your family, you have your job or financials, you you're you're doing life and you're having and you're finding joy in it alone. Then you have a standard, like no one's allowed to take that away from you. They can only add to it. So when you meet somebody and you start to get in a relationship with them, you should not feel restricted in any way. You should feel like you can still do all of the same things that you were doing when you were single besides having sex with other people if you're not in an open relationship. Um, But pretty much the same things that brought you joy as single, you should still be able to do them with your partner there. And if your partner is making you feel bad, for doing any of those things like going out with your friends or anything then that's a conversation you guys need to have but mostly that uh, but that's a red flag you yeah, know big and you time. and what you should be you know kind of doing is recognizing red flags earlier and earlier the
1: conversation is why don't you trust me there you have no reason not to trust me i deserve respect mm-hmm. and if you give me none then i'm gone yes that's really the conversation
0: exactly yeah and um, but as far as being avoidant goes, don't just think, Oh, red flag, um, by gone, I'm going to ghost you. Like have the conversation at least give them the respect of the conversation. Cause sometimes there's misunderstandings. Absolutely.
1: Uh, Communication is the best. But yeah,
0: if they ever tried to, if they try to take away things that, or make you feel bad or guilty for doing things that bring you joy, that's not, not hurting them or the relationship, then mm,
1: I can't imagine no. doing that to Nikki. No, the idea of that is like gross to me. Yeah, you know that—that's the thing. Like, you, when you're with somebody and you trust them, it's—it's. It's, I mean, it's just so secondhand, really. You just don't even think about it.
0: Especially, I like doing a lot of things alone. Like, like a lot of things. <laughs> like, I have like a lot of hobbies, and yeah. I just like to. I need. A, I require a lot of alone time to yeah. do hobbies. So, and I'm very thankful to have a partner that that doesn't make me feel bad for doing that.
1: I'm like, go do your thing. Yeah. Have at it. And I'm. You gotta. be And you. You have to love them for for the reasons why they are who they are.
0: Yeah, and it makes me love them more.
1: Yeah, because you,
0: I I because feel you, can all fr- misty you feel free. I know because I feel free, and it ma- it makes me sad to because I've been there before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been there with the people that don't make you feel free. That yeah. like try to. It's like they're smug. Smoth- it's like they're just crushing you with yep. their hands. Yep. And um, even though it wasn't in a sexual way for me, I, there was this very abusive relationship I was in um, that was it's really weird to be able to describe this because it was an abusive relationship exactly like this, but it wasn't romantically. It was a business relation, a quote unquote business relationship. But this guy got all up in my personal life, was calling my family, was um, getting me, trying to get me to break up with my boyfriends, was threatening to sue me all the time and kept me like, and then he did eventually sue me, but he kept me he kept me and a lot of other people under their thumb. He would call and, like, lecture for two hours. If I, He would call ten times a day, and if I didn't answer the phone once, I would get a lecture. Um, it, was, it was very – he would always tell me I was fat and, like, that I wasn't going to make it, that I sucked. Like, it was very, very emotionally abusive and so draining, and uh, it made me feel so unfree. I felt like I was literally a bird in a cage looking at the outside world and not able to participate and i wasn't allowed to do anything without calling him and telling him first if he caught me out doing something he and he would he would call me and if i didn't answer he'd get mad but if i did answer and i was out doing something i didn't tell him first he would he would get he would threaten to sue me like yeah. it was so weird like looking back on that time i'm like how did that ever happen but you just don't know what you don't know until you go through it and i was so young and um and yeah he had all of those behavioral patterns of of like a very abusive, controlling, narcissist personality. Um, so, yeah, that will never happen again. Just make a promise to yourself that you'll never let that happen and then you won't. You don't have to be scared of it happening exactly. again because you won't let it happen again. And the minute they, it starts happening again, you're going to take a stand and you're going to say, I don't accept a behavior like this.
1: Yeah, you got to trust yourself.
0: Yeah, and that's it. And you're not in a contract with anybody. you They're not allowed to, to take anything away from you so yeah
1: you got this out you got there this
0: uh, fun girl <laughs> not funny sorry i'm so thank sorry you. thank I'm you so so sorry okay next we have we have my ex-girlfriend is stalking me <clears throat> oh no hey icebreaker and Iceman. breaker breaker one two three hello Iceman man reporting in Uh, love the podcast and I'm currently binge listening on YouTube while I work my night job as a janitor oh my god yay as of the time of typing this I'm on episode 122 holy shit god you're far anyway I'll try to sum this up my name is Isaac Romero 21 male I broke up with my girlfriend of five months ex now and a a few weeks ago because I just wasn't happy in this relationship she wouldn't Get, she would get upset over small things like not kissing her goodbye after a date, wondering why I'm not talking during conversation. She didn't realize she was giving small responses like, yeah, so true. Wow. And just overall Jeez. childish things. I, and I've had it. I did some reevaluations <laughs> and realized I wasn't happy. I also took some advice from your podcast. So I did what the Iceman said and I broke up with her. Bro- yeah, up. Fuck yeah. uh, but she would not leave my house when I broke it off with her. She was shouting, break up with me another day. And blocking my driveway, almost making me late for class. My neighbors were watching, and live across, and I live across from an elementary. Now she won't leave me alone. She keeps on texting me and trying to re- return my clothes as an excuse to see me. And she left me a cryptic note on my car that said, "I love you." <coughs> That's
1: I've, not that cryptic? I gotta say.
0: <laughs> I blocked her number on and on all social media, but she knows I have a wind en- ensemble performance on October eighth. Oh, what wind instrument do you play? Uh, if she shows up to try to talk to me, I want to get a restraining order. Should I go that far? What other measures can I take? Okay, uh, definitely first tell her to stop if you haven't yeah. already. Yeah. Make it very clear, very clear.
1: I think it's pretty clear.
0: Like do n- <laughs> well. It doesn't He's sound not hitting
1: her back or anything.
0: No, she he broke up with her, yeah. but and he blocked her, but he didn't clearly say stop.
1: Okay. I okay. See so it.
0: just just put that out there. Make sure it's clear. Okay. Then if she continues. Tell her that you're going to start reporting these things so that you can file a restraining order. Because that's what happens when you try to file a restraining order. Again, another lesson I learned from that very abusive relationship uh, because I tried to file a restraining order. You have to have like reports written. So you have to report each thing as it happens.
1: Like a police report?
0: Yeah, like you have to report it so that they have it on record. Otherwise, it's very hard to file a restraining order. So you have to have records of her harassment. Mm-hmm. Um, so when she's calling you, you need to track, like, Monday, October, you know, 20, whatever, 24, For it, uh, she called me five times, you know. Uh, this day, she left a note on my car. This day, I told her to stop and she kept going, you know. I'll, just record everything. Keep very a lot of notes. And then, yeah, you'll have to, when you go to try to get the restraining order, you have to show them all this documentation of all the things they've done because you have to prove that they're harassing you. You can't just file restraining orders randomly. Like, Which is such bullshit. Such I would file bullshit.
1: a restraining order against so many people it would be so much fun.
0: Dude, I would file a restraining order against Marshall Mathers so that he knows I exist and he has to acknowledge my existence. See that? Would be, <laughs> see that funny? That's really like, good. Like, stop being obsessed with me, Marshall. It's uh, Marshall. Stop. He's, the
1: judge says stop. Literally,
0: stop calling me so much. Do you exactly. need my number? I haven't. Do you need the number? Stop calling me at three two three. I hate it. Um. Anyway. Yeah, so that sucks. That sucks. I'm glad that you, um, I'm glad that you are standing your ground. I'm sorry that you're in that situation. It's funny to me, like when people don't understand why they're being broke u- broken up with, but then they're like crazy after.
1: Yeah, it's pretty interesting.
0: <laughs> like they're going, they're stalking you. And they're they're wound like, why up. don't you love me? Yeah.
1: Break up with me tomorrow. Yeah, that's so weird. <laughs>
0: that's so weird.
1: <laughs> Was it a Friday night and she's like dressed up? She's like, oh come on.
0: Okay, okay. You don't want you don't want to be with. You, but break up with me tomorrow. Yeah. Pretend you love me today. It's so weird. <laughs> so weird. Why would you want to be with someone that doesn't like you?
1: Anyways, thanks for Benjamin. We'll see you on the next one.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're 21. You got a lot of likes.
1: Be fine.
0: Be fine. Uh, Okay, let it be or stir it up. Long-time listener, I love the show, especially your chemistry as a couple. It re- has really motivated me to work harder on my marriage and the things that and things have been much better. Oh my god. Oh yeah. That's awesome. This brings me to my question. My wife suffers so, wow, why can I talk today? My wife suffers from depression. She has her great days and her not great days, and things are getting better, but sometimes on her bad days, when we make plans to go do family things, she doesn't want to go, and I don't know if it's better to go on with our plans without her and miss and her miss out, or push her to come with us and try to enjoy time together. Um, I think that you, you should let her let miss her. out. Yeah, yeah.
1: you go let her be her.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry.
1: It sucks, man, because I, I get it,
0: and she feels guilty if she's you if know she's a reasonable going person. through no, if she's going through depression. like, yeah, yeah. yeah. She does feel guilty. It's probably contributing to that too, um yeah, just encourage her to you know let her like yeah, let her be definitely between the let it be or stir it up, let her let it be, um, but I would just be supportive, just be a supportive partner, um encourage her to go to therapy um and like find something that you know find a diagnosis and then kind of get to the root of the problem and then she can begin to heal from it. But um, but yeah, depression's a bitch, man. Like you really just don't feel like doing even the things that make you happy. And it's not even a personal thing. Like she could love doing all those family things and she genuinely just can't find the energy or the like, anything in her to go do it.
1: Another thing that I've been reading about that I think is interesting about depression is if you just attack it in a way where you're like, hey, look, you know, you're not that sad. Why don't you just turn that front upside down?
0: What did you read about that? On the internet. Yeah, but what did you read? What did they, what did they say about they're that?
1: they were saying, hey, you know, turn that front upside down, then.
0: They said to tell people that.
1: Yeah, just if somebody says they're depressed, it'd be like, <laughs> try tickling them. I would. Yeah, and I would And if do they that. laugh, say, "See, you're not that depressed."
0: No, I, w- I would like the article for this.
1: I'll send it to you. It was on Quora.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that's an article. I think it was a forum. No, it was
1: an article on Quora. I saw it.
0: Oh, okay. I'll link you. I uh, I object to that.
1: Do you have AirDrop on? I'll AirDrop it to no, you.
0: No, it's off. Okay. Um, but I I don't agree.
1: You don't agree that if you tickle them and they laugh, they're no. definitely not depressed. No. <laughs> All
0: right. No. Okay. Watch.
1: Oh yeah, you're not ticklish though, because you're so depressed, you're not ticklish. Yeah. See, it kills see, you. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. I forgot.
0: Yeah, It kills it. Okay. Anyway, um yeah let her just be be supportive yeah that's all i know you probably are already but you it, sound like i it. know i know it feels like you want to do something to help her i get that but it's like literally chemicals in your brain it's like you can't you can't it sucks it sucks i don't know what to say yeah. like it sucks because then you're like oh, my husband's so nice and i want i wish that his help actually helped but it just doesn't cuz it yeah. just sucks in it there. There's just some days where I'm sucks like in there. there's
1: no getting in there.
0: And then she's like maybe mad at herself for having depression, which mm-hmm. makes you more depressed, it fucking sucks. It sucks in there. Anyway, I wish for the best and I wish you guys the best. You sound very supportive. And I wish okay.
1: you the best, Nikki.
0: Fuck off. <laughs> 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 uh Great. next, failing in my career, please help. Plus compliments. Please oh. ca- please call me Anna. Okay, Anna. Hi Nikki and Steve, thanks so much for opening my email. You're welcome. Yay! Compliments. You guys are the fucking bomb. Dot com. Listening to your podcast and watching your vlogs has got me through some really rough as shit times. Ah. Thanks so much. It feels like you're my long distance BFFs. You never fail to brighten my day and make me laugh. Oh my god, oh, I hope this episode lives <laughs> up.
1: <laughs> we've, we've never failed like, before how have we done, oh, how have we done today uh, how do we
0: do that? how do we do that tasty tuesday was my saving grace whenever i cooked dinner while living alone also you deserve some major credit for encouraging me to be financially independent true to myself and to find the love that i deserve to have yes it's tight in the last five years you've been there as i graduated university survived an abusive relationship bought a house and found the love of my life thank you for all of the continually re- relevant life advice love wow. you both that's awesome, awesome. i love, love like you. this life arc Now to the serious stuff. I've considered writing to you over the years, but I always seemed to figure my shit out before I needed your advice, except for this time. Oh, shit. The T. Long story short, I'm a journalist working as a newspaper editor in a small town. The job is killing me. I moved from an urban center of over 1 million people for this opportunity. This is a small but beautiful tourist town in the mountains with a population of just 5,000. My fiance and I were thrilled to make the move and be closer to our families. We were also able to buy a home much more quickly due to the rural rural cost of living being so much lower than the city. I thought it was a dream come true. I feel like most people in this town don't like or trust me. Maybe because I'm a young woman in a management position, or maybe I'm just too sensitive and I take things too personally. On the daily, I receive angry phone calls, emails, Facebook comments, and nasty, quote, letters to the editor critiquing the content I've written. This has never happened to me in any of my previous jobs. Here, I'm often compared to the previous editor, a man now retired in his 60s, who worked here for 40 years. I find this impossible to live up to. Any changes I have made to the paper, like something as simple as adding a puzzle and a horoscope page, has been met with resistance and criticism. One They must be Aries. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) One man even stormed into my office to point his finger at my face and yell, What the fuck is wrong with you? Just because his ad had been placed on the wrong page of the paper. Again, as a woman, this made me feel very attacked and unsafe. The worst part is managing our social media pages. The comments and messages haunt me. I've been through all kinds of insults like Hitler's assistance, my my personal faith, Fuck. and all. And the people I literally see at the farmer's market every week have threatened to protest outside my office and key my car. Holy shit. You can't avoid your haters in a small town. That's crazy. That's wild. I get that people are on edge with COVID being, in, being front and center in the news, but why target me? misplaced anger honestly the few times i get positive feedback on my stories it's quickly erased in my mind by more negativity my mental health is the worst it's ever been and i have panic attacks at my office almost every day i'm on edge just thinking about the next person who will yell at me or threaten to get me fired this isn't what i signed up for how do you deal with conflict does online hate ever get to you do you ever find yourself taking it personally should i just give up and consider changing jobs or careers please help P.S. I'm in therapy with an awesome new counselor who to address my anxiety. That was my first step. But it was it's still awesome. appreciate your advice. Much love. Anna. Dude, I fucking relate. Yep. <laughs> um This is Nikki's jam. Yeah. Uh yeah. I can't imagine though it being in person. I don't no, know. No, I've
1: never experienced that. I before. would have to well, move. Other than like bombing like yeah. a stand-up show or something or like bombing an improv I've show? i've gotten
0: death threats that was scary enough i would wake up at 4 a.m every morning because of death threats and i thought that you know i thought i could hear people in- breaking into our house
1: yeah um i had a lady tell me i fucking suck after an improv show went down <laughs> so weirdly <it> was-
0: <laughs> yeah i guess that is live but i don't know the online definitely feels bigger than it is because you're seeing so many at once yes you know it's like a bombardment yes it's like in real life you wouldn't it's like a a mob is at your door basically um but yeah if in real life if i was at a farmer's market and people were telling me that they were going to protest and key my car and stuff girl i would move i don't know i I couldn't handle that Uh, some people quitting
1: either you're like you're retreating from a battle that it's just uh, not worth it. You don't it. have this the manpower to to uh, fight this one.
0: Yeah, I would wage like the pros and cons because with if I had to take a guess, I would I would guess it's not worth it to to sacrifice mental health and happiness because of this. Tr- I mean, this is misplaced anger for sure. Like this, is not not your fault at all that these people are this mad, like this mad that you're gonna threaten to key someone's car. Dude, That's you know crazy. And
1: and for adding a crossword puzzle, holy shit! I yeah. mean, I gotta admit though. There's something that in this that I do relate to when people change things. Like, for example, every time they do like an update. Oh, yeah. And they're like, you have to update your phone app. And then they, they move things around. I don't know where the hell anything is. I get so unreasonably angry about it. Yeah. But I have no one to yell at. But I would if they were there. If, yeah. like, if like something popped up, it's like, hey, talk to the guy who did this. I'd be like, yo, fuck yourself, dude.
0: Yeah. Uh, but that's a big company. So I feel like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's less personal because it's like I'm yelling at Google. Like, True. Like, Google's not a person, but I'm yelling at Google and I'm mad, you know? Exactly. But this is a – you're a person and I w- I just can't imagine like ever doing that to a person. But maybe people just don't understand. I will also say I relate to this because you're taking over for somebody that they they feel like they know. Like this guy that was in his 60s that had written for 40 years, they feel like they know him. Just like you watch people – just like you've watched us for however many years and you feel like you know us. And then what if like all of a sudden – they were just, we disappeared and there were two Too brand new, new hosts yeah. of Shit They Don't Tell You and you never heard of them before and they're way different from us. Yeah. You know, it's not even that they're bad people, it's just that you were used to your thing. You had your routine, like you listened to this person on the way to your to your job and like you just, you got used to that person. And so some people in that town probably really got used to reading this guy's articles every day for 40 years and then here comes you And your articles aren't bad; they're just different different than that guy, and they don't like it. They're upset, and I have definitely taken over for a host before who was uh, very different from me, different sense of humor, and uh, he was a guy, and um, he had a a large, large following, and they threw me in to take over for his show. And I got a lot of hate and it was hard because and the more hate I got, the less confident I was in my skill. And it got to the point where like every week going in, I just was filled with anxiety and it was a bomb job. I paid really well. It was fun. It was, quote unquote, easy. But the anxiety like crushed me because I knew how much everyone hated me in the comments.
1: Well, And it wasn't even fair because you weren't in control of the edit. Yeah, so like you would go in there, and like it, I used to help write some of your jokes. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it
0: wasn't my creative. And also in the weird. in the room, I felt like the camera guy didn't like me. Yeah, like I felt like he didn't. And he'd like,
1: be on his phone. Half he'd the be time. on his
0: phone, and there was no one there. So I'm like making jokes, but like no one's like paying attention. So I don't have no idea of how I'm so doing, brutal, like I can't, dude. it's hard to gauge. Like because so Even when you're doing stand up, you can gauge how well you're doing by the audience's reactions. And so you can make adjustments kind of how, you, as you go, like the way that you're delivering things. But when you have no reaction, it's so hard. And so, yeah, that job. And then you'd
1: watch the edit and you'd be like, wait, that joke was written like that. this, so she didn't say it like that, and they they used a weird cut?
0: Yeah. It's it was so odd. Or they left too much space in between things. It yeah, all was, the time. It was bad. And
1: Or they'd punch in on your face during the middle of a punchline? Yeah. So strange. And
0: I don't, you know, I can't, I can't complain because I'm like, it's not my show, but I just, yeah, it was hard because the audience, I was like, I would complain about the same things, you know? Like, yeah. if I was in the audience and my favorite person that I liked like got switched out for this girl and then they're doing these weird edits and it's not even funny, it's not landing, no. I would be mad too, but it, I took it so personally and I was on another show too where I replaced one of the cast members and um, there were a couple other people replacing cast members too, so they just didn't like the new cast members and they really liked the old cast members and I felt like I couldn't do anything right and I would cry. I would cry to Steve all the time because yeah. I was like, you know, if I quit this, like I, I don't have something that I'm doing. Like I really liked working on the show, but it also hurt me that nobody liked me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And brutal. so, yeah, I I don't know if people were, if I was at the farmer's market on my day off and people were still like, yo, fuck you for that, that one thing that no. you did on that episode. I i could have to leave. Just
1: know you're so not alone that it's actually crazy. Yeah. And basically all of our friends have the same thoughts and, I would say 80% of the people that I know want to no longer be on the internet because of it.
0: Yeah. uh,
1: (laughs) Maybe 90%. Yeah.
0: I mean, I really have narrowed it down to only doing things that truly give me joy. Like I'm like, I don't care. I'm not going to do the trends. I don't care about the numbers. I don't care about anything. I'm just going to put out content that I like and then not look at it. Like, I'm not even going to... I, I do that's respond... That's really healthy, I think,
1: actually. Yeah. I really actually do.
0: I do respond to my vlog comments just because... In the first hour. Yeah. Just because um, that's the same community. It's a small community. And I, I do really like having yeah. a small community that just is like, they get it. They, they're they not expecting too much. They're like...
1: That's why I like my crypto corners. And I yeah. don't... People like Nikki will be like, how come you don't like talk about it on Instagram or anything like that? And the reason is because I want to keep... I want to grow it in a way yeah. that is is to the... Um, sensibility that I have yeah keeping it smaller and keeping it so it's like it's this these same people and we're all like we have the same vibe yeah rather than just inviting a ton of people in and then you can't control the vibe as easily when you're just dumping people yeah a
0: lot of people don't understand that they're like oh like you know why haven't you grown your channel in this whatever way and I'm like I don't know honestly I really don't like having a lot of You think it's going to be cool having a lot of people. No, it's it's not cool. The more subscribers you get, because usually they're coming from random places if you Mm -hmm. grow your channel fast, like the way that this channel, this current, this YouTube.com slash Nikki Limo, the way that this channel grew was like random cooking videos going viral or like collaborations. And so the audience is just all over the place. They don't know me personally. They just came because they randomly saw a video Mm -hmm. and then they have these expectations of what i'm supposed to give them like and i'm supposed to fulfill all of them and it's just impossible because they everyone has different expectations about what they want me to upload and and so no matter what i uploaded it was the people were mad about it and so it's hard like i much prefer my vlog channel where people know what the fuck is gonna be posted it's just like random footage from my life and that's it it's like i like it i like them they like me nothing's going to go viral and hopefully (laughs) that's the
1: thing because i went viral so many times that you start to lose control of of even your own creative because you're like thinking just trying to please them and yeah this new audience that you have
0: the standard exactly yeah and and
1: it just drives you insane and so that's why i really don't go out there too much and poke my head out and say Mm -hmm. hey everybody come watch this or come come be part of this right now like i don't i don't uh want that
0: yeah there was a time for that There was a time where it was like, because you don't know and then like you found out, you know, you're like dream job and then you're like, oh shit. Yeah. You know, public criticism is like, ooh, it's, it's hard.
1: Whereas if she was starting her own newspaper or blog, She would be in control of the creative from the get-go. And and when they found it, the thing that they liked about it was what she brought to it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And
1: that's kind of the whole thing. So
0: you're struggling with a couple different factors here that are against you and it it just sucks. And I'm I'm sorry. Um, because there's only two options you have. Either one, find joy in it with like despite all of the people that don't like you, like just find, like do your thing and try to block out everything out, which you've been trying to do and it feels like a lot. Um, or you know, find something elsewhere where you're free from that like mental prison. Like it or feels thirdly, like Or a- thirdly,
1: you say that you you release a statement in the paper that you were fired, and then you change your name to whoever the last guy <laughs> yeah. was, Junior. Uh huh. And you're like, look, I'm his kid. I'm trying to make the way, and then, <laughs> and they'll have so much goodwill towards you because they have so much goodwill towards that guy.
0: But it's such a small town, they'll they'll probably ask his son. <laughs>
1: We'll, well, just <laughs> do the one that doesn't exist yeah yeah yeah
0: the long lost son Junior, junior yeah yeah or you just happen to have the same name as the guy but, that they like
1: but point being is that the the storyline is in another, that, that it is that is a joke right but that is actually a true thing that people go by like where like if i if if people give the best intentions towards that warm feeling that they had and even if it's a descendant of that warm feeling that they had like They're like, okay, yeah, I'll give this more of a chance. Instead of just coming in cold, not knowing who you are, you're Katie Jones. And like, well, I, that's not the name of the like old editor. Yeah. And it just is. Just, this you, weird can, you can do
0: no right. Yeah. Yeah. It gets to the point where like, if you make, you could make the same joke or this is, I don't know, you're not writing jokes, but in my opinion, um, I would make the same joke as the other guy that did it before me. And they would laugh their heads off of the other guy, but if I say it, it's it's not good, yeah. or they'll pick it apart. The good it, will.
1: There's no there's good just, will. There's yeah. They don't know they don't know you to have the good will. They
0: already expect you to disappoint them, so that's what they go in with, and that you can't change it.
1: Same thing happens with like frankly hack celebrities who come in and do stand up. Like like they're um, and I'm not saying they're a hack. I'm saying they're a hack for coming in to do stand up, right? Because mm-hmm. stand up's such a thing. Yeah, and they'll come in. And like the um because they're from a TV show or movies or they're on the office, now they're doing stand up and they might get more laughs than somebody who's like honed their craft and doing yeah. it. But they're easy laughs and they're and they're just of they will laughs because yeah. they just like this person already from TV and they have already a beautiful in that that the other people don't have coming in cold. Yeah. It's that's why there's crowd warmers and all kinds of shit, man. It's such a how such a game, dude.
0: Yeah, it's it, the the psychology behind people.
1: So interesting, le- and what
0: crowds like is is very interesting. And you, it's really hard to explain if you haven't gone through it. So, um I get you. Probably feel you probably feel alone, <laughs> but you're not.
1: That's what I want you to like, take away from yeah. this. You're definitely not alone.
0: Many people feel this way.
1: Most common thing I have ever heard.
0: When you're putting yourself out there like that, you were definitely going to have haters, and especially in your situation where you took over for someone that was already well loved. Oof. Good luck. Good luck out there. Um, We're rooting for you. All right. Well, that's that's all we have for today. But thank you so much for writing and listening, and I hope you took our expert advice very, very mm-hmm. seriously Same. because we are masters of everything Jacks have done. Correct. And um, subscribe.
1: And my name is Steve.
0: Check out our Patreon. Check out Crypto Corner, patreon.com slash sticky. That's right. Um, check out my vlog channel, youtube.com slash Nikki. For our regular real life, and check out my jewelry line, kittensandcoffee.com. I have a lot of things to plug, okay? And I'm just gonna do check it. me
1: on on the Just Kidding News. Okay. All right.
0: Yeah. All right. Thanks. Why, why would you plug your competitor? Not a
1: competitor. I'm, our competitor. Our chief I'm on competitor. The show. Our chief competitor. I'm on the show. Our
0: chief competitor.
1: That would be big mood.
0: I'm on that show. I don't get it. Good night.